Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour. Forget about those subsidized postmen in their costumes. Rain, snow, sleet, they don't stop me and Macbeth. Because we're here every Sunday night, 8 to 9, to make sure that the Liberty Hour proceeds, except when I'm in Florida selling real estate, which will be next week. Give us a call if you care to participate in the show, 312-642-5600. Now, one of my favorite things to do is I, I, I like to keep all my notes during the week of all the atrocities and assaults on liberty, and I get everything all ready. We do all of our due diligence. I pull all the clips, and then I screw it up by on my way in checking Chuck Todd's baldness report and watching Meet the Press on the way in. Well, today was a doozy. And not just because he's got a hair loss rate like he was living at my house or his neck was on fire, but because he really interviewed the cream of the crop and he pulled back the curtain of tyranny and showed us the true Wizard of Oz, Tom Steyer. But to give you a lowdown on what catches my attention and why I am engrossed during the 60 minutes, do you have the, uh, the Meet the Press opener? Play it for the people, will you please? This Sunday, President Trump takes on his own government, the CIA dismissing its finding and siding with the Saudi crown prince in the Khashoggi murder. He denies it vehemently. Do we have the problem to pause it during this and then pick up where it left off? There we go. Because I wanted to discuss this for a a brief minute because it gets lost in the show. In fact, they, they really don't come back to it. But I think it is a crucial point. What do you got? You and I know, and if you've listened to the last few Liberty Hours, I am not a fan of the inbred Saudis. In fact, I've never liked them. But I didn't like them when Barack Obama bowed to him. I didn't like them when George Bush played with him as a little boy, where his dad, who headed the CIA at one time, had that, that oil relationship that I found repulsive for half of a decade, or half of a century, I should say. And I didn't like when Bill Clinton and Al Gore um, increased our money, our lending, our borrowing to the Saudis, and we pretended that it was them spending money on our weapons, kind of like now, and I particularly can't stand the fact that we help them um, really run the Middle East like gangsters and mafia figures because we enforce their wars in Yemen uh, as of late, but mainly with Iran and other countries that produce oil. That's really where the rub is. So I actually agree with the balding Chuck Todd and meet the press and the criticism against um, Trump's acceptance of this liar, fraud, mobster in mbs you know they call him mbs i'm just gonna i'm gonna drop the m yes i'm gonna drop the m just call him bs just call him bs right down to the uh but i do love the fact that they do wear those my did i ever tell you about my uncle who had the pizza parlor in melrose park probably yeah my uncle charlie had the dora's pizza in melrose park It was a phenomenal place and um he had those tablecloths on the table with the with the red and white checker so i am kind of fond of the headwear you follow me yep all right yeah but I do right not, there with you. I do not care. Just didn't find it interesting. All right, fair enough. I do not care for the fact that we turned a blind eye, regardless of, of who's in there. 
And I didn't like how um, the bowing by Obama was the headline and not the fact that it was really the custom of 15 presidents that we bow to these Saudis. Yeah, even if you don't bow in front of him on camera, you're still bowing to whatever their will is because they're buying our acceptance of it. And you want to know something, Beth? That's the point I want the Republicans to pick up on. Because you were right to be disgusted and offended when Barack Obama gave him the bow. And I'll tell you what, Donald Trump's given him the bow on this. All right? I, I'm sorry, there's no other way to say it. Not that this guy's any more important than the 15,000 kids that are being slaughtered in Yemen. Uh, this reporter is not more important than those kids. But the idea that we uh, give our blind support to these tyrants is outrageous to me, man. Well, but this reporter was a legal resident of the United States and working for the Washington Post. Yeah, and li- I mean, there, there's something to be said for us sure. getting involved. And he was a CIA informant, allegedly. I, it seems like that might be, yeah, yeah, actually not as crazy as I thought it was when you first said it. And you thought I was crazy, but go ahead. Well, I more. know you're crazy, but on that point particularly, I thought that was a little nuts. Yeah, but I'm the fun kind of crazy. All right, let's uh, go with uh, Chuck Todd. Let him continue. That's right. Maybe he did. His computers maybe. love me tonight. Election integrity. Questioning those results. All of a sudden, out of the wilderness, they find a lot of votes. And the federal courts after a disappointing ruling. This was an Obama judge. It's a disgrace what happens with the Ninth Circuit. That prompted a rare rebuke from Chief Justice John Roberts, who says, we do not have Obama judges or Trump judges, Bush judges or Clinton judges. My guest this morning, Senate Judiciary Let's Committee stop. member, Republican. Let's stop right there. We got a whole lot of Clinton and uh, Bush judges. Because here's what John Roberts, the fraud that he is, and the reason that I don't buy this nonsense that Republicans um, always put up conservatives, because he's he's put up by Bush. Number one, he rewrote Obamacare. Number two, number three, he was kind of taking the dissertation from this last guy that got sworn in through all the hubbub. So the reality, what where Roberts said, we don't have Obama judges and Clinton's judges. What he should have said. Is but we have activist judges. See, that's the problem. Yeah, have, he sits with three of them. They're activist judges. Is there any any question into how Sotomayor is going to vote on a social engineering law or on Obamacare or any other assault on individual liberty? Is there any question? Really, what you have is you got about two hopes that the uh, originalist vision will be adhered to. And I know everybody is big on this latest judge who uh, was sworn in. That he's an originalist. I read all the propaganda, but is he? Because he's a big supporter of the Bush doctrine. Seems pretty middle of the road. Not only that, how about uh, he was truly Bush's uh, economic colonialism of the world and his mitigation and manipulation in the Middle East. He's all in, baby. And the Patriot Act, he's fine with that, too. So I do, I do think that the, the judge's retort was met with just an overwhelming, oh, we love what he's saying, so we're not going to criticize it. But the reality is, I think even the Democrats can recognize you absolutely do have a- activist judges who are manipulating their vision of social engineering versus adhering to the foundation of law. And otherwise, the entire Democrat Party's platform is based on law as a weapon, not as a shield. That's, that's all that they want to do. At each and every turn, they promise we will create a law to curb and control uh, uh, the, the social society, the social net. We will, in fact, we have Tom Steyer coming up, and he's going to tell you about his five new laws. Well, we, if, don't, we don't have him. Chuck Todd has him. Chuck Todd has him. Yeah. But, you know, I, get, I, I like to point these issues because he says them all in a row, and you We have his track. voice saying very ludicrous things. Yes. Let's go with the rest of uh, the Meet the Press. No, there really isn't anything else. He just tells who's going to be there. and uh, you know, All right, because... Yeah. I don't want to waste another minute of the show. First of all, um, I think that Tom Steyer 
is truly the man behind the curtain. I know that Soros has gotten a lot of press, and deservedly so. But Steyer's much more direct with his support and where his money goes. And Steyer is at least willing to come on camera and tell you he knows how you should live your life. Not only yes. that, he, th- he threw well over $100 million into these campaigns, lost every cent of it. And do you think he is not going to get it back? Because Tom Steyer is heavily, heavily invested in alternative energy companies. Tom Steyer ironically made his money in big oil through speculating big oil, then used government power to make sure and assure he would have competition free. In fact, he's the biggest money behind the, um, the XL pipeline being sidelined. And it should bother each and every Trump supporter that that XL pipeline is still on the sidelines. Yes. You notice how he's been in there for two years. Republican oh, Congress. And, yeah. Oh, we're going to make sure it's American metal and we're going to make sure. What happened that to all American, that? And it's just sitting there. You know why? It's the United States of amnesia. It really is. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, we're, and, we're the hamster in the wheel. As long as you switch out the slide every once in a while, we won't question anything. And the scary part isn't that we are losing to the social engineers because we are. It isn't that populism is now the mantra of both Republicans and Democrats. Because, man, it is truly uh, about a populist agenda. And what you've seen in this last week is everyone from Hillary Clinton to uh, the Democrat uh, who won in, um, I think it's Mississippi he won? The the, uh, the senator who, uh, no, I'm sorry, Ohio. I was going to say. He was on with Kasich. He won in Ohio, and, and he's running for president. And what they're trying to do is rebrand Trump populism. And this is the part where I said when he was running, he's the most brilliant politician out there because he took the idea of representing workers and he made it a conservatism, a a conservative spin on it. And he made it a pillar now of conservatism, which it's not number one, but he, but it should be. That's the thing is, is in it. It has nothing to do with the people we don't represent uh, as conservative. We don't represent the little guy enough. It's that people who who are the little guy, they buy the, the BS, as you put it. Yeah. But um, it, from people who don't who aren't supporting them, who aren't doing things in their best interest, but they believe they are. And you know what else, too, uh, Macbeth? They, they ref- because conservatism is about panning back and seeing why. Why the U.S. manufacturing left the United States wasn't because of competition. It was become because of government regulation yeah, and market. government abuse. So that's what needs to be attacked. And sometimes Trump does it, and I give him credit for it. This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. On from Elmwood Park. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. It's hard to capture the astonishment that the uh, experts in in the science of ice felt when they saw this uh, minimum in 2005, which meant that uh, the amount of ice that had melted, it's been roughly the size of the continental United States, minus an area roughly the size of Arizona, nothing against Arizona. But the amount that melted in 2005 was equivalent to an area covering everything east of the Mississippi River in the United States. Then, Brilliant. when the real shock to the scientists came, was in 2007, when this happened. Jeez. And, and their phrase was, it fell off a cliff. <laughs> 
Just try to stay awake. Uh, and then the extra amount that melted was this much. <laughs> and there's your half a million dollar speech. That's what it sounds like when you go listen to these buffoons. But do we have the part where he predicts? I mean, I, I, I know I made you cut it short. Where he predicts yeah, that it'll be gone? It's, it's part of that same thing, but it's two minutes and 20 seconds. Yeah, I'm not going to make the list. What Al Gore said then, I believe that was 2010 or 2011. Um, I could 09. be wrong on that. It was that. 09. It was 09. Okay, so yeah. in that realm. Was that by, uh, what, 2014 to 2016? It'd um, be gone. We'd be gone. gone. No polarized caps. Um, you'd and be able to sail from, you know, one America side of the would be Arctic a frying pan, was his expression. Um, yes, America would be a frying pan. All of our coastal cities would be inundated, obviously. So it's not just Sean Caston and his father that have been wrong for 30 years. No, it's, but if you switch the person up who's wrong, then you can then you can maintain a certain amount of credibility. If the same person keeps coming back and again and again and again like Al Gore, you get to a point where two schlubs on the radio like you and I can... And, yeah. You know. Well, that's okay, because there was a fungible uh, uh, affirmative action... Just a sycophant on Meet the Press who said it's time to be hysterical because what we all know is what climate change needs is more hysteria, right? Well, we try to be as funny as possible. But, it's uh, No, that's hysterical. But the, it is hysterical that this still has some sense of credibility when the reality is we have every single prediction, every one complete bunk. It's like smart missiles. You keep missing the target. It doesn't re- you see what I did there. It doesn't really matter what their what the result of their predictions are because all that they're going to get is stoke the flames of hysteria in hopes to get what exactly and that's subservience well and money money Money. because this is the agenda of not just al gore who by the way do you have the clip of of how much money and where Al Gore's investments are yeah and And this this is is from bloomberg Bloomberg, uh 2012 and bloomberg is another uh, you know socialist pretending to be a liberal there are two differences between the reality now and what they present here one is that he sold current tv which they mentioned him founding the other is that he's invested even more in all of these things as well as i believe uh, uh lithium production for oh, batteries why not because that's good for the earth that's yeah, great you know, for were the they earth. were they mined to the to, yeah they turn to, it yeah. into a foam and, and insanity kill millions of fish and then ship it in a giant cargo ship to somewhere else where they the foam is refined and passive. then ship back over there to be put in batteries that'll last like seven years because this is from 2012 Yes. But I found it because I think it's crucially important that you understand. Think about compounded stock prices and how many times these stocks have split. Yeah, there was, but go ahead, of, let, there was a couple of splits since twenty. Let the girl from Bloomberg do, do it. She has lipstick on. I focus on a former vice president, Al Gore, the face of the green movement. But he's also created an empire of investments, media companies and other projects. Lindsay Aaron has more now on how much money Gore has riding on green. Lindsay. Well, Deirdre, he's back. Al Gore is back. No, 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 don't worry. He's not trying to run for public office, but he will be probably in your local bookstore. That's because his new book just came out this week. It's called Our Choice, A Plan to Solve the Climate Crisis. But, you know, while Gore is a tireless advocate as a a planetary cleanup guy, he's also raking in some pretty serious green of his own. Uh, First of all, he's a partner at Kleiner Perkins, also as an investor at several other private equity firms. Gore has tens of millions of dollars invested in clean energy projects, 
Those firms are set to benefit from government clean energy spending that he's pushed for a decade. He's also a paid advisor to Google and Apple, and he's also the founder of his own TV network called Current TV. And don't forget, he's got those lucrative speaking fees on top of the money that it brings in from his Oscar-winning movie and Inconvenient Truth and books and all of that. So the guy is doing pretty well. All of the revenue, of course, from that movie and his next book are going to be donated to his nonprofit that pushes for climate change action. But the projects have also helped him raise visibility for causes that he could potentially make millions and millions of dollars off of. In fact, this week, he uh, defended his right to profit from the Green Movement. It'll appear on Bloomberg Television. Take a listen. In the last few years, I have made some investments in this area and proud to have done so. If I did not, the same critics would accuse me of being a hypocrite. You think Hugh Jackman will play him in the movie? Now, he has made millions of dollars since 2012 on on a lot of these investments. I mean, this this was a hypothetical in 2012, and now it has come to pass. Didn't he sell his his media empire to Al Jazeera? He sold current TV. I think it was to Al Jazeera. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? That's almost half as bad. And you're worried about Trump having dealings with the Saudis? I've got nothing against Al Jazeera because I can't say anything bad. I've never watched it. Yeah, and besides that, you never know. They may give us a TV show. I do have an Al Jazeera uh, station on the uh, on the old cable. Maybe I yeah. should watch it. Your head could lo- use a tablecloth, and I would love to be on TV. That's not right. That's not a f- nice thing to say, All Sean. Right, well, you should yeah. apologize to Not apologizing to anybody. Because I'll tell you another thing I want you to focus on. He was He had those investments in 2012. How many lawmakers... Share those investments today. And I don't just mean that Jack O'Lantern, Sean Caston from Illinois. Oh, no. It'll be on both sides. I want to see how many of these so-called lawmakers have investments in companies that will benefit from this nonsense green agenda money laundering scheme that it is. and, And you know what? We can look on open secrets, and I have been for 20 years. It's not about that. I want it public. When the voting happens, because what's down the pipe for you and me and everybody else out there isn't just carbon taxes and mileage taxes put which forward, are which are absolutely in store for us. which are in store for us. Yep. It's guaranteeing profits to these really the, we say publicly held, but they're congressional held stock companies. These are this is a it's always about the money. What do you think? They get up there, they part their hair to the side, they wear those JCPenney suits because they like it? No, no, no. It's no. About those the stock 535 account. noble folks are there in Washington representing us for a sense of personal satisfaction, Sean. I won't accept anything else. Well, here's the, here's the sad reality, Macbeth. I always had faith in my fellow man. I thought... When Fool. This, I What's really, wrong with you? Isn't it, you feel like a moron now. You know, I thought, okay, when he says something so ridiculous... Like by 2016, the America will be a frying pan. He'll maybe have he meant political credibility. If he meant politically, then he would, you know he might have been right? pretty or, close. Or when or when uh, Sean Caston has the audacity to run for Congress, knowing full well that every penny he's made has been a government subsidy, only because of a, of a faux nonsense. The, sure, the people of Illinois won't vote for this buffoon. What happens? He wins. Now you've got. You've got the uh, the drunken stumblebum Pelosi, right? They all ran on how she's never going to be the Speaker of the House again. There's not a chance she isn't the Speaker of the House. No, there, she's going to be in. It might get a little bit of delay, but, but she's going to be in. And this week, this week, she boasts how she wants an agenda of Medicare for all. Now, here you have a system of which the government tells you is 40% fraud. The government tells you 40% of the money is frauded. 
All the money that we pay for all of the nonsense, they prey on old people, they pay, prey on desperate people, and they prey on, the, on really the people who, who are willing to go along with the scheme in doctors. And year after year, it's always good for a 60 minutes or a 20, 20 or 48 hours, whatever floats your boat, always has a scandal of how 40% of our public money is um, fraud. We've, we've got a second. We've got a caller. My call screen is not working. Go, but go, that's go, right. uh, yeah, it's got an interesting... Uh, Let's put him on. Tom. Thank you, Tom, for calling the show. As I'm listening to your conversation, and I have absolutely no answer, but in my mind it raised a question. Everything you guys were discussing about the climate, the dollars, and the, the advocacy behind it, and uh, I can't help but wonder about our current pope in the Vatican, how they're pushing the exact same issue, you know, uh, climate this, climate that, environment this, environment that. Uh, the, the sex scandal is not an issue. We have to worry about the environment. And then I hear so many of my fellow uh, parishioners and Catholics uh, espousing the same agenda. I just can't. I just makes me wonder yeah. uh, what's going on behind the scenes. Well, it's equal parts deflection and, and profiteering. The Vatican and, Bank owns how much of Goldman Sachs? Yeah, no kidding. Right? Not just Goldman Sachs. Not Lockheed Martin. The, the Vatican Bank is interwoven in the in the stock market in general, and the profit of these full companies, Tom. You know this. These companies don't make a dollar. You understand? None of this technology actually makes money. It's all a fraud. It's all subsidized, whether it be solar or wind or pick a swindle. It's all guaranteed money. So, of course, they're not worried about what God's word is. They're worried about where the money comes from. I mean, come on. A socialist pope promoting green energy. It's almost a comedy act. Everything's Saturday Night Live. Thanks for the call, Tom. Thank you, Tom. 312-642-5600. Liberty Hour. Call Sean now at 312-642-5600. For having a great family and for having uh, made a tremendous difference in this country. I've made a tremendous difference in the country. This country is so much stronger now than it was when I took office that you wouldn't believe it. And I mean, you see it but so much stronger that people can't even believe it. When I see foreign leaders, they say we cannot believe the difference in strength between the United States now and the United States two years ago. Always a lot be of closing. Thank you very much. Is he the best, baby? Dude, can I just say, um, I'm assuming that he has secretly figured out a way to monetize hyperbole. Always be because closing. Because he is, it's everything is the absolute most superlative way you this can. great. It's, I've done so much good, you wouldn't even believe it. <laughs> like, aren't we looking at it right now? I'm think? looking at it yeah. and believing it. I'm believing that a few more people are at work, and I'm believing that there's there's some you know decent things regulatory. Okay, yes, I'm seeing it, I'm believing it. What wouldn't I believe, sir? And you know what George Bush has to be doing? You realize what George Bush, he's got to be just banging his head off of the coffee table. Do you believe this son of a gun took exactly my foreign policy that the world hated me for? Exactly the same interventionism, exactly the same imperial colonialism, exactly the same uh, funding of these corrupt companies. He's doing it all, getting more money than George Bush ever fantasized about, and they love him. Well, there's two things about that. First is, of the people who hated George Bush... They hate Trump more. So Bush is now oh. the kindly. Well, but here's 
here's the now Bush is the kindly old man showing up on Kimmel with his paintings and 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 he's much more liked and and you no, know no. people see him as this little jovial thing. The other part of that is too that uh, that with Trump and Bush, the Bush would have been smart enough to not put tariffs on things. And not play his trade uh, war games. Yeah, you know, well, he Wilbur had opportunities. Ross, Wilbur Ross tends to disagree with you. Joe, I, well, Wilbur w. Ross Bush would disagree with me on many things. The steel, though. Bush, yes. W. Bush manipulated the steel just so Wilbur Ross and his other friends could make a fortune. Not only that, George Bush also implemented that Medicare Part B, C, whatever the hell name they gave it, that really eliminated... Um, um, it's Part C, the advantage. Part C, well, yeah. but really eliminated competition for prescription drugs and made sure that the government picked up the tab. And George Bush is the reason that prescription drugs skyrocketed. Well, here's so the George other thing, Bush too. is a failure on many levels. I, I, I don't want you to get the impression that I was saying that Bush wouldn't enact oh. tariffs. What I'm saying is he wouldn't engage in this public trade war, this, this sort yeah, of... He did it, you know, do it in private. You do it in private. <laughs> you do it where it's not going to affect... Yeah, the Bush way. You know, Behind yes, the curtain. Of course. Yeah, another... Oh, geez, Louise. But what I, you, you're right... Do it! You Come on! Do it now! You're right when I when you say um, the same people that hate Bush hate Trump, but that's in the in the Democrat side. I th- right, exactly. But those are the people who tend to write the you know the negative press is what tends to be remembered about a president in the short term. In the long term, I think Bush has because of Trump. Uh, now been slid down the scale of Hitler's because everybody's Hitler when they're in office. Sure, why not? Obviously, except the real Hitlers who but, are the socialists. But when you're right, but you yeah. know those are the Stalin's who killed ten, ten times as many. Yeah. yeah, the 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 you know the Hitlers keep sliding down the scale. When a new Hitler comes about, he's obviously the worst thing the world has ever seen since the real Hitler. So, well, the old Hitler must be slid down the scale. So Bush is now he's like little Hitler. Here's the pro- you're right, but here's what here's what and I I'm going <laughs> to tell you something. There are some things Trump does that I really do admire. From afar. Number one, nobody yes. sells anything like Big Donnie. I mean, I'm talking always be selling. I love what he's doing, and, and it, there, are, there are benefits to him. It also cross paths, it crosses paths with trolling quite often. So what he, yeah. when he's selling to his base, he's trolling the opposite base. But only, so only, it is fun to watch. Only Donald Trump could have taken Union Democrats, Union Democrats, and middle-of-the-road Republicans, and got them to support this kind of spending, borrowing, and war where nobody else could. You realize, brother, not a person out there, why are we in Iraq still? Not a person can answer that. Why are we we fighting the Saudi civil war? Why are we enforcers for Saudi Arabia? And people would say, would Reagan, Reagan did that, but at the same time, no, Reagan didn't, because if he would have done the sort of spending, the sort of, and yes, there was a lot of spending and borrowing, but if he would have gone overtly, and this goes back to my, you know, public comment, if he would have been overt as, as Trump is, they would have abandoned him. Trump, Trump is amazing because he's, he he is the greatest politician in the history of the country while claiming never to be a politician because he was the, he was the, the political pimp that made them do what he wanted them to do. He knows how to still continue to stay in front of the frauds. So now it's, and what else he's done is he's been able to hide the actual policy and wrap it in his personality so that you're eliminating the conversation of the policies anymore. So you have people chanting for protectionism who were vehemently against it. You have people chanting for a trade war, like Stephen Moore, vehemently wrote books against it. Now is telling you, no, 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 this guy can pull it off. You have a collectivist agenda that has been 
normally was rejected by by Republicans now telling you no only Republicans can do it. So I think he's pulled a jujitsu on the fundamentals of conservatism and forever changed what conservatism is. And now it has to figure it out. And in the meantime, it will lose for many cycles. I think what you have here is just different versions of collectivism. But the cycles will all it's going to take four four presidents to get back to liberty. This is the Liberty Hour. It's only going to take us four commercials. Give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. You know this being a homeboy yourself. You're listening to The Liberty Hour with Sean Thompson. Get on the line with Sean by calling 312-642-5600. Oh, this is the Liberty Hour. Now, here's the thing. It's a snowstorm. You know what? It's very seldom we agree on something. Yeah. But during this break, we both agreed that neither of us have anything for the rest of the show. Well, here's what's funny. So uh, (laughs) the the computers aren't working right. There's I don't know why the weather would affect computers, but it does here in the studio. No, I think this is just a a thing that's going on with that. Yeah, that has nothing to do with the weather. So I I was telling Macbeth about Elijah Cummings on there on on, uh, Meet the Press today. And first of all, he is truly you could see he's probably a a national treasure. Well, he's also a monument to the stupid. And what I mean by that is um, he said, we, although Congress, being Democrats, were not elected by all the people, we need to govern as if we were. You lie! No, I don't lie. And you could find it, and if the computers were working, we could play it. And basically, I found that statement to really be, a, it should be a, a, a seat of fear, because the audacity of these elected frauds, now, I don't know what his credentials are. I understand he was a civil rights guy. He's 85 years old. And really, he's only elected in the 90s, which isn't terrible, right? We're so used to people being as, in office for 80 years. As Washington goes, that's right? a pretty short tenure yeah, at this point. This guy's yeah. only been around for 30 years. He's no Mitch McConnell, that's for sure. Mitch McConnell? <laughs> are you kidding me? How about, how about uh, Chucky Schumer? Uh, in the 70s, yeah. he was elected to how New long York was, uh, How long was Strom Thurmond in uh The in 70s. Uh, Strom Thurmond. I, Strom I, Thurmond was in, in Congress since the late 50s, wasn't he? He on a horse, for God's sake. I think he might have literally been. Yeah. And they stay for attorney. So we're used to these old frauds. And that's why Nancy Pelosi, drunk or not, will be slurring her words. It's going to be a good time. And you got Maxine Waters, who is my favorite of all. Can I just ask? Yeah. Has anyone done any kind of medical testing or, or you know peer-reviewed trial or anything of the effects on Botox with with relation to like sanity and you work for me, right? This we're a politician. This is this is the way I was taught civics. Yeah, you right. represent and you work for me. Dummy. Again, you fool. Why don't we have mandatory drug testing? Because if you're going to tell me half of these morons aren't high, I refuse to believe it. Just take a look at the pictures. Are you nuts? Look at Louis Gutierrez for God's sakes. I'm not going to say anything about anybody specifically uh, using drugs, but when someone looks like Steny Hoyer consistently looks on camera, you start to wonder. The notion that we have given these people the ability to, to, to write law, and yet we don't care where the money comes from in their coffers. We should at least care about the mind-altering drugs they may or may not be on, and they should have random drug testing. You know, and here's the thing. All the unions support politicians, right? Why don't the union members rise up and say, I have to be drug tested. Why not my congressman? Well, they also have to show ID when they're voting. So, you know, there's a lot of double standards. It's outrageous, the, the, the complacency and the stupidity 
of the American citizen. It really is. And I don't just mean because you could care less about the, the fact that they're bought and paid for lobbyists of a different name, but they could be very well intoxicated. Because if you watch Elijah Cummings on Meet the Press today, and you don't think there's a, a, a bourbon in the back room, I think there's something wrong with you. And he basically says about impeaching Trump, well, we, 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 uh, we kind of have to look what's in it, but it may not be the best thing for us politically. However, um, I don't know where the people who contribute to the campaign, I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically going to wait for his marching orders from the people who give them money. And the idea that they're going to go that into can't surprise you and they're going to go into his tax records before he was a politician. This is the big thing. We're going to get his his income tax before he was a politician. Why? Why should you be able to do that? Because this is this is how they want it. This is how they solidify the fact that only the people who are in there can stay in there. Well, and this the people they who they've determined to be bad guys have to be proven to be bad guys by one means or another. That's just how it goes. When, it, when, when you're talking identity politics and when we've immersed yourself so fully in identity politics like the Democrats have, you have to make sure the bad guy is seen as a bad guy. Otherwise, your whole thing falls apart. Now, one of the reasons I watch these Sunday shows is I was hoping that somebody would mention the Lewinsky documentary that was all over. And I'm going to cut. I'm going to cut that up. Uh, uh, what is the Clinton affair? The Clinton I think. affair. Yeah, this okay. is fantastic. Actually, I've watched most of it, um, and I'm going to be cutting that up for your podcast on Tuesday, which will be on AM560. TheAnswer.com. Yes. My podcast is available You're on welcome. the website. Thank you very much. And you know what? It astonishing about this Slacker. is that um, uh, George, uh, the little guy that's on uh, uh, Stephanopoulos? Stephanopoulos. He was involved. Oh, yeah. He was ushering, ushering her in the room. And ushering now he's, her in the room. And now he's a Sunday and morning uh, political su- talk I show mean, guy. Have you no shame? Have you no shame? And the other thing that, you know, I'm, I'm watching this as a father. This girl was of, you know what, they claim 20? Yeah. The reality is it could have happened. She was an intern since she was 19. Yeah, and they say it went on. This is something I didn't realize. They say it went on for years. Years, I baby. thought it was maybe like a four to six month thing, the way they had portrayed it for all these years. It was that, not some major thing. This was a regular thing for years. I realize by legal terms it's not statutory rape, but it is intellectual molestation. Well, it is because of the difference in, in power position that is, at that point. It is really insane. And as you see this woman, who his life has been destroyed. Yeah, what, what's her help- career path? She's been where's, destroyed. Yeah, where, where's her AAA job that all these uh, different White House interns get? The silence by the by the self-aggrandized feminists claiming feminist uh, uh, credibility. How this isn't spoken of. I mean, this is a, a, an earth-shattering documentary that is getting zero news coverage. Not I, I could understand here in Chicago. Okay, fine. Maybe you know. First of all, I don't. I don't think the the, the news anchors could right. could handle it. I think they could. But on a national you. level, this is alphabet. this is what really changed the course of our acceptance of what a president should be and must be. And I'll never forget at the time it happened. I was young, right? And everybody's like, it's not sex and all the nonsense that he, that he did. Yeah, right. Um, I can't believe that there isn't more of an outcry by the modern-day feminist of how this this president intellectually molested this barely out of teenage years girl and how it's destroyed her life. The reality, just recognize the reality. That's all I'm asking for. This is the Liberty Hour. Give us a call. We got one more segment if you want to get on three one two six four two fifty six hundred. Break down the politics. Smoke out the spin. This is the Liberty Hour. Here's your host, Sean Thompson, on AM560, The Answer. 
no one in Washington is listening. So distracted by the lack of attention because... No, you're distracted by me. I was watching the clock. I just didn't tell you to get back in the studio until yeah, four seconds ago. I, I, I've got to tell you, McBeth, it really is frustrating to me. And I'm watching this with my wife, and I keep saying, this is intellectual mas- uh, uh, molestation. This is Thank you for getting that right. This is intellectual molestation. What happened here, this old man with this young girl, facilitated by a guy who is now a political commentator. Not only that, yeah. but for ABC, which is owned by Disney. Everybody charge. <laughs> Break down the politics. Smoke out the spin. Oh, boy. That was smoking almost, out something. You know, it was almost as ridiculous. And I think during our last show, I um, called um, Chris Wallace Mike Wallace. Yes. Because I always say that Chris Wallace is the product of Bring Your Daughter to Work Day gone way wrong. That's not right. So he's got the show on Fox News, and I can't stand him. Really, I can't stand him. Not I, just I don't like his book. voice. I don't mind his uh, interview style, actually. I, I Really, I can't watch Fox anymore because they've gone way too hard where they're cheerleading things they used to rally against. Yeah. Not just that, but the, I think they have these anchors that are ridiculous. But they had Ben Sass on today, and I, I couldn't get you the clip, but if they had Ben Sass on today... Who is supposedly the conservative? He's our he's right. the, the pillar of of conservatism. Yes, left. He's the new Paul Ryan. He comes out and he says, "You know, America." He actually is. Is he really? Yeah, he says, yeah I no, think he's, he's that. I think he's that type. He said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna raise enough and make enough friends." Oh and, well, I I pulled up. It's funny you say that. I pulled up his donors through OpenSecrets.com, and here you see he raised eight and a half million dollars. That's what I'm saying. In a year. Yeah, yeah. Ben Sass is oh, very, very boy. similar. Very and similar. it's all from the bankers. It's all from the lawyers. It's all from the same nonsense that wants to keep government in the stronghold position it's in. Not only that, he comes out, he says, you know, Americans, he wrote a book, uh, how, how political divides happen and what's going to get us back together. And he says, you know what they care about? They care about watching sports and they should be uh, painting their faces and cheering for their team. And it came to me, uh, they love the fact that the majority of American uh, citizens don't pay attention. Yeah, blind support or blind denial. They love it because it's through these reputations, these faux reputations that they have by these frauds in these positions, uh, like uh, Stephanopoulos. It's that they just want that tagline. Look, here's a conservative. Now he doesn't have to espouse anything really conservative, because if he did, if he did, wouldn't he be railing? against this war that we're in, against the debt that we have, and against the infrastructure that's coming. Only if he's honest. Because what you have coming here, ladies and gentlemen, this is what was evident today through these Sunday shows, is you have a massive, massive expansion of borrowing, spending, and really they're going to agree on so many new taxes. And the the scariest of them all is they're going to backdoor carbon tax through this cap-and-trade program. It's coming, and they agree to it. Because when a guy like Ben Sask is, is supposed to be this pillar of conservatism, is asked a very pointed question on the, on the fact that global warming is the biggest threat to America again, and he backpedals, you should run. Oh, yeah. You should yeah. run if and he hide. Is, if he isn't giving you a very confident, assertive answer... Um, even a little bit of hesitation before that confident, assertive answer should give you the willies. Because it's, it's, it's the old what your grandmother told you. Tell me who your friends are, and I'll tell you what you are. If you look at the people around Trump right now, the fact that he holds off on this, on this cap-and-trade carbon tax, it'll be a miracle if he holds it off for 24 months. Because you know who else is in on it? Well, he's his gonna, daughter and his son-in-law. Yeah, and he's going to want to compromise in order to uh, you know, sort of horse trade a little bit of his stuff through. Uh, with this uh, Democratic House. He's going to need the money spent. That money has to start in the House. And has He's going to need it spent. Has anybody figured out how us giving our money for carbon taxes or for, for greenhouse gases, how that fixes it? How does it fix it? 
See, because it doesn't It's fix supposed it. to discourage the production of carbon, but actually what it does is just creates a market so that the people with right. a bunch of money who need to produce a bunch of carbon, people like Al Gore with a mine on his property go. and stuff, or, you know, GE. Hank or, Paulson. Or, yeah, Hank Paulson. Any of these any of these people who have a lot of money, who have, or even, even uh, you know, what's uh, Romney's old thing? Bain. There's a lot of energy stocks there, so you're going to need to buy these things. It's just about creating when a market. When law is meant to be, act as a restraint and a punitive weapon, it's not a legitimate law. I'm sorry. Create all this nonsense you want. It's an illegitimate act of tyranny to use this excuse to take our money. This is the Liberty Hour. We'll be back next. Oh, no, I won't. Uh, we'll weeks. be on the podcast. We'll be back live in two weeks. Next week's going to be fun. Don't worry. I have to go home. I have to go home. I have to go home.